Well, good morning again, Chillicothe Bible Church. Merry Christmas. Come on, y'all. You can do better than that. <laughs> Don't leave me hanging up here. Merry Christmas! <laughs> you know, every year, whenever Christmas comes, it comes like a miracle. It intrudes into our world like a trumpet solo of God's grace, uh, waking us up and reminding everyone who sees what comes at Christmas of God's love and His mercy. And I am thankful every single time because we all need the reminders of God's grace and all the reminders that we can get, in fact, of God's grace to us. There are so many of us that live in these days with worry and anxiety and even fear for what the future might hold. But Christmas is here. And with its coming, we get the opportunity to look again at God's uh, antidote for all of our anxieties, all of our worries, all of our fears. I don't know if you know it or not, but some 800 years before the birth of Jesus, the prophet Micah anticipated the day when Messiah would come. And he wrote about it in one of my favorite passages, which is in the book of Micah, uh, chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. This is what the Word of God says. He shall judge between many peoples and decide disputes for strong nations far away. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. And nation will not lift up sword against nation. Neither shall they learn war anymore. But they shall sit every man under his own vine and under his fig tree. And no one shall make them afraid. For the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. Reflect on that with me for a minute. Total security. Total peace. No more wars. No more need for weapons to defend yourself and those you love. Every last policeman, soldier, sailor, airman can be decommissioned and safely turn all of the energy that they have devoted to preparation for war and everyone else's protection by force. All those energies can be turned to gardening and peace. You will be able to take naps under your fruit tree and buy your grapevine without a care in the world. Forever. Forever. No one will have anything or anyone to be afraid of any more. How will that happen? Because according to the prophet Micah, he will be the one ruling serving as the all-powerful king over everyone. Well, who is he? He is the Messiah. A little further on, Micah writes more about Messiah's birth and the transformation he brings. I'm sure you're familiar with part of the passage there, but I want us all to hear both the familiar part and a little more of it with which we might not be so familiar. Again, here's what the Word of the Lord says in Micah chapter 5, verses 2-5. to but you, O Bethlehem Ephrata, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you 
will come forth. One who is to be a ruler in Israel whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore He shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has given birth. Then the rest of His brothers shall return to the people of Israel. And He will stand and shepherd His flock in the strength of the Lord and the majesty of the name of the Lord is gone. And they will dwell secure for He will be great to the ends of the earth. And hear this part. And He Himself will be their peace. Did you hear that? Micah pictures a time when Israel feels abandoned by God, when due to their sin they're oppressed and they're ruled by foreigners, when they're scattered and exiled. But then, Messiah will be born and the nation will turn to the Lord and the Messiah will lead them by God's power and with His majesty and God people will dwell secure. They will be at peace and they will not have any reason to be afraid. No need for any armed forces. No need for any policeman on the beat. Why? Because Messiah will be great to the ends of the earth and He will be their peace. He personally will guarantee and establish peace and no one will be powerful enough to break it. So knowing all this, when Messiah came to be born, you would expect that everyone involved was just fearlessly hopeful and eagerly searching for Messiah's long-promised coming to arrive. But that's not what happened. In fact, if you read the Gospels carefully, what you read is that every single human participant in the nativity story had to be reminded that Messiah's coming meant an end to fear. When the angel appeared to Zechariah to announce that in a virtual repeat of Abraham and Sarah, that Zechariah, this old man, and, and Elizabeth, his barren wife, would conceive and would bear a son who would become John the Baptist, the very first thing Zechariah is told is, do not be afraid. There was no need for fear. The angel's appearance was as the herald of good news to tell him that this boy would be born and fulfill Malachi's prophecy and prepare the nation for Messiah's coming. Six months later, Mary heard similar words about her soon-to-be-conceived son. Do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God. Three months after that, Mary's husband-to-be heard from another angel, this time in a dream. Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for what is conceived in her is conceived from the Holy Spirit. And who can forget the reaction of the shepherds on the hillside outside Jerusalem watching their flocks by night and suddenly there's a blazing appearance of an angel who becomes visible to them, filling them, as Luke says, with great fear before he proclaims the word of John to them. And this is what he says. Fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be for all the people for unto you is born this day 
in the city of David a Savior who is Christ. The Lord, Messiah, has come. The long-awaited Mashiach, the one who brings an end to all fear. In every case, whether the long-predicted forerunner to the Messiah is being announced or the proclamation of Messiah Jesus Himself, there's this beautiful reminder, fear not. And at least part of that, it must be said, is, is in response to the very natural human reaction to the sudden appearance of a mighty member of God's angelic army. But as I think about it, I think the angel is not just reassuring Zechariah and Mary and Joseph and the shepherds in the moment of His appearing that Messiah's coming is good news. But he's also reminding them. Not just telling them, don't be afraid in this moment. He's telling them, you don't need to be afraid anymore. Because Messiah's coming means peace and safety and an end to all of our sins, all of our struggles, all of the wars and crimes and legitimate reasons that we have to worry in the first place. The angel is telling them not just to be not afraid in that moment, but there's no reason to be afraid anymore, forever. It's not just, after all, a piece of good news they're being given. It is the good news they're being given. That the Messiah, the Son of David and Son of God, is coming to set the world right again. And He is taking away every reason for fear from every person everywhere. You know, the primary reason that we have to be afraid is not of what might happen to us in this life. It's of what might happen to us after that. Amen? When we sinful people stand before a holy God and have to give account of our lives and if we are to stand before Him with our sins unpaid, we are to stand before Him in great fear. Because we know what the Bible says is true. That all those who are sinners are guilty of a capital crime of high treason against God, and we therefore are condemned. Messiah has come. The long-promised Messiah is not just one who brings peace to the earth. He is the one who comes to bring peace to every person who puts their trust in Him. Because the Scripture also declares not just that sin is serious and to stand before a holy God in sin is to be condemned. It also says that the one who came and was born in a manger in Bethlehem is the one who brought an end to sin. And the one who's wiped out its penalty in His death on a cross. And it has brought peace, not just between people, not just peace to the world in His kingdom, but peace between us and God for all eternity we put our trust in Him. Amen? Now I know that even though it's Christmas and even though Messiah did come, just as the prophets said, that we are not yet in the time of His rule. 
we do not yet, all of us, sit under his or her own fig tree and under their vine with no one to make us afraid anymore. Our swords and our spears have not yet become plowshares and pruning hooks. Our tanks haven't yet been turned into tractors. There is still a need for cops on the beat, still a need for alarms in your house, still a need for a big growly dog sometimes, uh, for a pistol in the nightstand and a standing army on patrol. We live in a dangerous and fear-inducing world. Because Messiah's kingdom has not yet come. We do well to stand guard and to be prepared and to erect good defenses against the potential evil that may come our way because evil men and evil women still are present in this world and we do not yet, as Hebrews says, see all things put under subjection to the Son of God. Not yet. But that day is coming. That day is coming. And we know for sure it will come because Messiah has already come. Fulfilling all the promises of His first coming. And since all of those have been kept, and since in His coming the first time He has eliminated our biggest and most significant fear, we can trust that one day when he comes again, he will deal with all of the smaller ones that yet remain. When it comes to him, we are already at peace. And because we're already at peace with God, we can, even now, live fearlessly right now. Because we can preach the truth to ourselves. What David said in Psalm 56, verses 3 and 4, When I'm afraid, I trust in You. In God, whose Word I praise. In God, I trust. I will not be afraid. What can mortal man do to me? My biggest fears have already been eliminated. What will happen to me when I die? What will happen to me when I stand before a holy God in my sin, all these things have been canceled out by the grace and mercy of the God who came to deal with these very things. But what can mortal man do to me after that? The worst and most fear-inducing things I can think of are in the final assessment, no big deal. Because I know where I'm going. Amen? So what are you afraid of this Christmas morning? Let me go through the worst of things with you together here. Maybe this year will bring a new world war. A global recession. Destroyed homes. Devastated lives. As those who survive either fight or become refugees from the fighting. That'd be pretty bad. I would think. Maybe that doesn't happen, but maybe your personal life takes a turn for the much harder, much more uncertain courtesy of COVID or cancer or divorce or layoff or the death of a loved one that's dear to you. 
Maybe none of those happen either, but you still have to deal with all of the myriad uncertainties and pains of living life in a fallen world as a fallen person surrounded by fallen people. In whatever circumstances in which you find yourself, it is easy, easy, to fall into a depression that is driven by anxiety, by worry, and by fear. But beloved, in such times, we need to remember more than ever. We need to hear more than ever the bells of Christmas ringing as this poet wrote, more loud and deep that God is not dead, nor doth He sleep. The wrong will fail, the right prevail with peace on earth, goodwill to men because our Messiah has come and He is coming. So hear what the angel said. Fear not. We have good news of great joy which is for all of us and for all people throughout the entire world because Jesus is the Messiah and His kingdom is coming. And remember what He Himself told us. I love this. Fear not. For it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It is your Father's joy, in other words, to give you the kingdom. That Jesus is not going to be stingy when He returns. He is going to welcome us into His kingdom. And an end to fear. It will have no end, the Scripture says, because every boot of the tramping warrior in battle, tumult, every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given and the government will be on His shoulders and He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince Peace. Of the increase of His government and of peace, there will be no end. For He shall reign on the throne of His Father David and over His kingdom to establish it with justice and righteousness from that time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of heaven's armies will accomplish that. This is coming. But do not be afraid. Fear not. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Amen? Let's pray. God, our Father, we thank You that in uncertain days, when it is easy for us to be filled with anxiety, when it is easy for us to worry, when it is easy for us to become depressed, Father, let us remember that Messiah has come. Messiah has dealt with sin. He has offered salvation to all who put their trust in Him and all who put their trust in Him are kept forever 
by his grace and mercy, by his wondrous love, he makes us your children by adoption and seals us with his Holy Spirit, guaranteeing that we will one day inherit the kingdom that you delight to give us. Father, we thank you for all these great promises. We thank you that Christmas comes every year as a reminder of your grace and your mercy. Father, let us sing for joy in our hearts and with our mouths. May our lives testify the transformation that has been brought to our world. That Messiah has come. And Father, let us fight fear with faith. Because Messiah has come, the world is being remade and will one day be fully at peace. And Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank mm-hmm. you.